Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. This is episode number 46, published on the 5th of October 2017, entitled Being Awesome with WordPress Without Coding with Kim Doyle. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a web development agency based in the north of England, and I'll be joined later by David Wormsley from davidwormsley.com, and also, obviously, by Kim Doyle, but that's all to come. Um, Just a few little bits of housekeeping, if you don't mind. If you go over to the wpbuilds.com website and you listen to this on the player, please click the buttons underneath to share it all over the place. I'm really delighted that quite a few people this week have um, posted some really complimentary reviews on iTunes. And my understanding is that if you get nice reviews on iTunes, then that can that can really have an impact upon the uh, the popularity of your podcast. So thank you for those people that have done that. And, and if you haven't, head over to iTunes. Uh, there's a little button underneath the podcast player where you can click and uh, give, us a, give us a review. That would be great. We also have a Facebook group at, and you can find it by going to wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook. Um, we've got a newsletter. That's wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. And finally, if you want to um, advertise with us, then feel free to do that. That's at wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. Um, at the moment, we've got a competition on the go. Um, it's a, comp- a really, really nice competition. It's to win the Astra Agency um, package for a lifetime, valued at about $600. It's truly brilliant. It's got Convert Pro in there. It's got you um, ultimate add-ons for Beaver Builder, plus the Astra theme and all the pro add-ons, and it's going to be yours for life. So if you go to wpbuild.com forward slash win, you can uh, hopefully bag that. Um, and I think it ends next Wednesday, uh, whatever that date is, a week from today. So that's probably going to be the, the 11th, I think. Um, so yeah, go over there, have a have a go, see if you can share it all over the world. Thank you very much indeed. Great. So yes, the that little bit is done. I've now got a little bit of um, news to go in. So I've basically got three bits of news today. The first one is from the Yoast website. And essentially, it's the, it's the old story that we've now discussed many, many times. It's about Gutenberg and their fears, the Yoast um, fears of how this might all pan out. Because obviously, if Metaboxes go away, plugins like Yoast are going to be up the creek without a paddle. And um, and so it's their take on what should happen. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> oh, really, excuse me. That was a great big cough. And I'm not going to edit it out. Um, and yeah, their take on what's going on and what they would like to happen. They've even included a few mock-ups, a few images of, of what they think should happen um, and where the those little meta boxes should go. It kind of feels to me, what with things that I've been reading this week, that we are going to get some sort of hybrid Gutenberg with meta boxes floating somewhere underneath. And it feels um, like that's the way it's going to end up. But yeah, certainly that's the Yoast opinion on it anyway. The next one, I think this is actually really cool. I got this from the press shack 
website. And this is that in WordPress 4.9, the customizer is going to not just publish your customizer changes, but there's going to be a little cogwheel next to the publish button. And if you click on the cogwheel, you'll be able to schedule um, all of the changes that you make to the customizer. So, you know, you could make a wholesale site change, change the color of the header and the footer and the fonts and all of that. I'm, I'm thinking of Christmas. I don't know why. Um, and then you can publish those on specific dates and then unpublish them again back to other settings. And I just think that's really cool. It's not something I'd even thought about before, but now that it's going to be there, I think there's, uh, yeah, there's, there's certainly some use cases for that. So go check it out. Um, it's not a very long article, but it explains how they're going to cope with uh, those changes. And finally, this is the Word Impress uh, website, and this is them talking about the WordPress bubble. Now, I kind of feel in the last few years that I've ended up in a bit of a WordPress bubble. You know, I speak about WordPress. I attend WordCamps. Um, I'm going to be attending another one soon. Um, and I think about WordPress a lot. And essentially, th th there is a bit of a bubble going on. And, and this article just sort of talks about breaking out of that bubble. If your entire business is based upon WordPress and you think about WordPress and dream WordPress, you know, go out there, find some other things, talk to other people and, and see where it gets you because it's not all about WordPress. And, and you know, I, I think that's probably a, a good lesson for us all to learn. So there we go. That's my news articles done for today. Um, just before we begin, I'd like to thank our sponsor, which this week is Content Snare. Now, Content Snare is a SaaS service which you can use, and the whole purpose of it is to get content out of your clients because really, I'm genuinely having this problem at the moment with one particular client. Uh, and we all know that getting you know content out of the client, clients can be a real pain. You've got to chase them up with emails. I'm making lots and lots of phone calls that I really don't want to make. Um, and then by the time I've got it, it's in, you know, a hundred different formats. The attachments are all over my inbox. And that's really not what I want. I want something which is going to kind of make make that job less painful, make it so that it, I save time and I don't have to worry about it. Well, that's what Content Snare does. And it fixes that by getting all of the content that you need in the right place without having to do all the chasing yourself. You can structure the content you need so that your client knows exactly what they've got to return to you. You, got to, you can send it to the client and let Content Snare chase them up automatically. That's a cool feature. Uh, the interface is pretty easy to use, actually, although they are changing it over the next uh, period because they've just decided that some, some aspects could do with a tighten up. So that's great. Good to know that they're you know updating it all the time. Um, and when all the content comes back, you just click some buttons to approve the changes or you, you know, you don't click the buttons and, and you say, no, 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 resubmit, please. And once you've done all of that, it's done. Now you can get on with building the website, the stuff that you actually want to spend time on. Um, and don't let those client headaches get in the way of what you do best, which is building websites. So try Content Snare today. And if you go to um, www.contentsnare.com and use the coupon code WPBUILDS, which is all lowercase, no spaces, you're going to get 50% off the first two months of your account. So yeah, contentsnare.com. And we'd like to thank the guys over at Content Snare for their support of the WPBUILDS podcast. Much appreciated, guys. Okay, so moving on now, the main event Kim Doyle. Now, Kim Doyle is super duper awesome. She's everywhere. She's a, a lady who is utterly full of energy. She posts blog posts all the time. She writes emails every single day. She's a whirlwind. She's awesome. 
and she's here now. Hello and welcome to the WP Builds podcast. I'm Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk. I think I've probably already said that earlier in the news section, but there you go. And I'm joined by David Wormsley. Hi, David. Hello, Nathan. And we are joined today by the the, the eponym of WordPress, the, the queen of WordPress, you might say. We're joined by Kim Doyle. Hi, Kim. <laughs> What's up, Nathan? I'm gonna have to look up eponym now. <laughs> yeah, eponym, too. eponym means like the the kind of like the originator, and I know that's Matt and Mullenweg and all that, but it's kind of like when my WordPress journey started, only about two years ago, because I was well into Drupal long before I was into WordPress. Um, I sort of cast around for how to get WordPress going, and. Two years ago, when I Googled WordPress and tutorials and, and stuff, I can't remember what I Googled, you you were the one of the first hits that I came across. And I thought, oh, this is interesting. There's there's females doing WordPress, whereas in, uh, in Drupal, it was much more male-orientated. So that's why I mean eponym, because you were right at the beginning, the very first thing that happened on my WordPress journey. So this is quite exciting for me. Okay, that's pretty fun. And, you know, fast forward and... I feel like I don't write about WordPress a ton anymore. I share a ton, though. So yeah, what do you see? What 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 is your thing with WordPress? How I mean, where do you see yourself positioned in WordPress? Because I know for the longest time, who knows how long? Only you will know how long you've been characterizing yourself as the WordPress chick and going under that moniker. But what what is your what's your role? What do you see as the the primary thing that you bring in WordPress? It's well, you know, it's totally evolved. And I have to tell you, when I when I grabbed the domain name, I, I did not know what I was doing. It was just a really good domain name. I'd fallen in love with it. So I was like, Oh, my God, I can get a website up pretty quick. And this was in 2008. Right. And so I kind of fell in love with it, and really started working through it. And so for a long time, I did, you know, I fell in love with StudioPress pre-Genesis, started doing some tutorials, and my whole kind of shtick was, you know, working with the everyday user, like the business owner, on how to just do stuff non-code related with their site. And so fast forward to today, and it's like, I feel like I've built this platform where my love has kind of shifted more towards content and marketing, but obviously WordPress is still a platform. And so now I can use a platform I've built to share what other people are doing and make it more of a kind of a hub. Like I'm not going to be a content aggregator necessarily, but, you know, go in and, and, and create more solid WordPress resources. Like, Hey, if you want to set up an install site, go here. If you want Beaver Builder stuff, go here. Here's all the WordPress podcasts. It's just finding the time to get all that stuff up now, but, but using what I built to be more of a cheerleader, I guess, for the community, for lack of a better term. And I still do like, I don't, I've stopped all client work. I've done, I've stopped all that earlier this year. And so now it's like, anytime I put my hands on a tool or I try something, it's more for me or to support somebody doing something. Have you? You've really stopped doing client work. That's great. I have. I have. Was that something <laughs> you'd been aiming towards or did it just, did you just suddenly look at the books and thought, actually, you know what, this could work? Well, truth, I never wanted to do it in the first place. <laughs> and it, right. And it, it took on a life of its own. And it was like, next thing you know, and, and it started out as a test. Uh, like when I was getting into WordPress, I w- had some tile being done at my house and I looked at their website and it was heinous. It was like a Yahoo site. And I was like, Hey, do you guys want to barter? Cause I was like, I want the other bathroom done too. <laughs> and so it, it kind of took on a life of its own and I kept playing and testing and tweaking and stuff. 
And then what happens, I'm sure for a lot of people that don't consider themselves developers, but it's like all of a sudden that's bringing money in and the other quote unquote stuff isn't right. And I like you guys, I had built an outsourcing company. I had other people using outsourcing and I was, I would had that stuff on retainer and, and because then I hit a point too, where I was like either learn PHP or start hiring people to do this, which is where I went. And um, so, yeah, I shifted it because truly you know, my heart is much more in in the relationships and again, the, the marketing. I've really fallen in love with sort of core direct response marketing principles. Like I've gone back to studying copywriting and from the content perspective, I mean, that's totally what's shifted my business. And so, you know, it's, it was really getting clear on that. Part of it was also with, with lead surveys coming up. I was like, there, there's just no way you can do all this. Um, uh, you know, so yeah, I just, I, I knew I had to shut it down. And so it's been like bootstrapping life too, for what that's worth. Like mm-hmm. I cut, cut income. I have two clients that I do stuff with, but neither of them are, uh, website clients. They were podcast clients. Cause for a while then I started doing this done for you podcast service. Right. And that was very profitable because it was a higher ticket. There was, you know, it was easy to sell based on the results that I've gotten from podcasting. Um, but again, here's the truth, you guys. It's like, I'd rather be the star than the producer, right? <laughs> <laughs> At least you're honest. <laughs> Just being honest. <laughs> like, like I was the little kid in the neighborhood that put on shows, like, and would charge a quarter. Come watch us sing and dance. And oh, stuff. you do surprise me. You were that little precocious kid. I would never have guessed. Were you? Were you though? Are you doing yourself down or genuinely were you as a child were you uh I was I wouldn't say I was precocious I just like everything was kind of an adventure to me as a child you know like but my mom was really into uh music and so like I played piano for 10 years and and you know grew up in a children's chorus and had some fun experiences with that and I'm not this stellar singer I was probably a better singer in the group but like not that I would go on and pursue music but um I think I learned at an early age that I liked doing something that that made people smile or made people happy. And, you know, I was doing this. Um, I'm, I'm trying to do more video, guys. So, like, I'm doing some of those stupid videos in the car. Doesn't mean I'm publishing them, but I'm practicing. And I did this whole thing once, and it was when I first became a podcaster was the theme. And I realized, because I spoke at my high school graduation, and, you know, it wasn't a huge, I don't know, 1,200 kids or whatever in the class, but it was like, it was it was the first time that I was like, oh my gosh, I love, like I wanted to be a motivational speaker because of that. I realized I can speak and connect with people and I can move them, right? Because we had to try out for it and everything. Um, and I'd love to tell you, I was a stellar student. I wasn't like, I did what I needed to do, but I had more fun being social in high school. <laughs> but but really, it, it's just, you know, I didn't, ever want to do like the technical stuff mm. I wanted to drive and inspire and motivate people mm. and it was because of doing the podcast that that started to come to fruition my son asked me yesterday he said dad what 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 would you do if you weren't building websites and I I thought for ages and I decided I want to be an archaeologist <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome I want to dig well, stuff up <laughs> Well, and you know, it's it's like, I think as we get older too, I'm thinking we're all kind of in the same ballpark age-wise. And, you know, it's like, I, I was an art major in, in school. Like, I was the total major hopper, right? Like, I was a speech communications major for a while. But I was also an art major. Like, I really enjoyed 
you know, painting, drawing. I did a lot of that stuff as a kid too. And, but I didn't have the confidence to pursue it as a career because I was like, God, I love this. And it's so competitive and intense. And, but yet I kind of found a way to bring some of that back into my life. So now I'm totally jumping into watercolors. So you just never know. Uh, they never teach you that stuff at school, do they? They never teach you that life is more of a journey. You sort of funnel down that path, aren't you? Get a job, be sensible and all that. And life is a much more rich tapestry than that, isn't it? And you can create your own stuff as you go along. For example, next week I'm going to be doing archaeology. <laughs> so are start. you now the, the, the wp archaeologist no i'm not you're gonna start to... digging in the backyard yeah no but you know when you were young and you were like this you know to use a to use the word that you use precocious child did you did you have sort of ambitions to stand up in front of people like you said I mean was that a serious ambition or is it, is it just stuff that looking back you thought yeah that probably was me or do you have recollections of thinking you know I, I want to stand up I want to be noticed I want to be uh, listened to and I want to be heard no that truly was who I was like mm. and I I remember it was probably as early as like fourth grade with a girlfriend like we thought we were going to be like rock stars right and to the mm. point where like we would be drawing out our outfits, the name of our band, and we weren't doing anything. But as a little kid, like having that ambition mm. to do that. And then, you know, in elementary school, always like I was always in leadership and student government and stuff and wanting to be up there. And, you know, it's, it's like, w when I got into uh, my career, like pre internet days, it was I was in retail management, it was like, I was always in charge, like I, I needed to kind of be in charge. And, you know, so it was, it's just something and you know, it was never like, I don't know, it, it wasn't so much look at me as much as it felt really good doing mm, it. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay, so fast forward, here we are in the year 2017. And you've got this <laughs> really kind of like massively popular blog. Um, you've got you've got a load of notoriety in the WordPress community. Dare I say it? Is this a word that you can cope with? You're sort of like one of those WordPress guru types. I know that's going <laughs> to, ah, yucky, yucky. But there we are. Um, it, how do you cope with that? Is that something you relish? Do you enjoy the fact that you could show up to, I don't know, a WordCamp or something and people would recognize your face and know who you are? Or do you do you prefer to sort of hide behind the microphone? Um, you know, and, and I don't really know where I'm going with this question, but do, do you like <laughs> the notoriety is what I'm saying? I would say to a little bit, but it's it's still funny to me. You mm. know what I'm saying? Because it's like anybody who meets me in person, like this is just me, you guys. I'm not, you know what I mean? So it's like, like I've had people that I've hopped on Skype, but they're like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of fangirling right now. I'm like, this is insane, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, because I joke with my family all the time that I'm famous on the internet. Nobody cares except my 12-year-old niece who's Googled me. And and, and truly, it's, it's crazy to me because I, I do struggle, you guys, with this, okay, well, you've shifted. So you're you're not doing websites anymore. You're not super deep into even, you know, like the time it takes to go in and play with plugins or themes or look at things. And it's 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 like so I, I do struggle. Someone asked me recently, well, what about dropping that and going just Kim Doyle? I'm like, ah, yeah, but I, I still love the space and I love what people are doing. Mm. So, you know, I, I guess and it's funny because I don't it's so important to get out and connect with people. I'm doing so much more of that now. You know, the last year and a half, I went through a lot of personal changes and transitions. And so I kind of stepped back like I had done um, these sort of quote unquote high ticket masterminds. And I had some amazing adventures and connected with people. I spent a lot of money. It was a very high cost to get clarity. 
Um, <laughs> but right. You know what I mean? And so it was like, I kind of had to step back and that's when I was like, go back to basics. And I've just become this proponent of small, consistent action makes the biggest difference in the world. And, and even through that, it's like, my confidence has soared because it's like I'm walking the walk all the time. And, mm. and I think in this space, it's very easy to get your hands on. And, and I say this space, I sort of mean just online blogging, WordPress, all of it. But it's very easy to get your hands into something and feel like, oh, I get this. And then you're only two steps ahead of the people you're teaching. But what happens is that too many people aren't saying, well, I'm only two steps ahead of you, but this is what I learned. They're like, I've got it. I'm going to show you how to do everything right. You know, and so there's a lot of, you know, incongruity if, the, if that's the right no, word no, that's, yeah. that, you know that happens there and so I don't know you know it's like I haven't and I haven't been to a word the last word camp I went to was the last one they had in San Francisco before it became um word camp USA mm. and it's like you know it's something that it's like how can I so I feel like I'm struggling to find that that right space mm -hmm. because I'm not going to I'm not going to give up the brand. I I'm connecting with more people now and you know the relationships that I've established and I love supporting people. Like it's so funny I'll say on the podcast I'll like reach out to me. I'll support this like, you know, the Beaver guys or like Puneet and Devinder and stuff. I'm like, "Oh yeah, they message me all the time. Well, look at this plugin word." I'm like, "Oh yeah, send it to me." Or yeah, you can guest blog or I'll email my list or let me use what I've built at least to help share what you're doing. Mm. I don't know if I even answered your question. No, no, but... it's fine. It was absolutely fine. One thing I've got to ask, because you're always so effervescent and you're always so like, you're, you're like on fifth gear, sixth gear the whole time. Is that is that something that you struggle to maintain? For example, and you can refuse to answer this question if you like. When you when this podcast is over and you're back to like being a normal person in your, in your house, do do you do you go at 100 miles an hour or do you put so much effort into this stuff online and all of that 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 then you just have to have downtime or is this is this what you are like the whole time? No, I totally need downtime. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I have this new. It's so funny because like I I am pretty outgoing and I've always been social, but. I think because I love what I do so much now that like I don't need to look I don't want to say, I don't want to say this not that I need fulfillment elsewhere because it you know it's good to get out and be a human being and and get dressed and oh yeah that's what the outside looks like once in a while but it but it's like <laughs> um I I think I've just as I've gotten older I've gotten way more comfortable with knowing myself and like like I can go a whole weekend I don't need to talk to anybody yeah and and, and and then I recharge and it's like, I found this, it wasn't a meme, but it said, I'm not antisocial. I'm just pro me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so I it's like, totally get that. Yeah. So it's just, you know, and again, it's, you know, it's my kids are older. I don't have a ton of demands on my time at this point in my life mm. other than what I'm doing. And I've worked hard to get here. Um, but, you know, it's like during the day, I'm pretty on. Like anytime I hop on, this is just kind of me. I'll hop on, you know, I've got a, a podcast at one that I'm doing for my show, but I'm going to do video. And so it's like, I know I'm a little sleepy today. So the Vera desk is going to go up. I'm standing up. I'm going to have some more coffee before then. Um, <laughs> but then I may nap at four o'clock in the afternoon. Nice. Oh, you've got it sussed, honestly. Is there any, I mean, it was obviously a ton of work getting to where you are, you know, um, over many, many years, many, many hours probably a lot of it writing stuff producing stuff that may not have got the you know the the traction that you wanted and so on were, were there any points where you 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 were deflected and thought do you know what um, I should have said deflated and thought 
um, no, I, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Or have you always been, no, next day, get up, bang, do it again, do oh it again, God. do it again. No, no. <laughs> there were plenty of times where, and this is where I knew when I needed to get rid of client work because I said I'd rather get a job than Ooh. keep doing this. Mm. Yeah, and and again, remember, like I'm probably an hour east of San Francisco, but if I were to get on the road to get into the city Monday through Friday, it could take two to three hours easily. Yeah. Right. So like, I don't want to get in traffic. I really don't. And this is which I think most entrepreneurs, <clears throat> anybody, freelancer, entrepreneur, I don't I don't care what you do, but you struggle with that because I always felt like I was building someone else's business because that mm. wasn't necessary. Like you guys, when I started, I was like, I'm going to be an uh, you know, and a millionaire ebook information marketer. Like that was like my perception <laughs> coming into this. I'm going to sell ebooks and make thousands of dollars a month because of, of what I had been exposed to initially. So there were plenty of times, but then it was like, you know, it, it's like, I never was one of those people that wanted to give up on myself. Like the Thoreau quote, you know, success is not the destination, but the quality of the mm -hmm. journey. It's so trite, but it's so true. And, you know, so it was really and it's it's been totally scary. No, you know, no hiding that the last year has been like bootstrapping my life going, all right, kids, just, you know, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go get that next week or whatever, because I completely gave up a ton of income. Mm. And so it, it was but I but there's nothing in me that feels like it's not the right course. Like mm. I know I ever felt it's like I feel like this is the calm before the storm, like things are really going to just sort of take off because of what I'm taking the time to put into my business now. Mm. So you've done all these things. We've seen you online all over the place. If I was to walk into a room with you and introduce you to a complete stranger friend of mine and said, here's Kim Doyle. She is a, or she, she does. What would you say to that? What do you do now? What's your main thrust, the thing that you're focusing on? Um, well, I do have two, but I would, I would call myself an online marketer mm. and SaaS owner, mm. Eek! which that's a scary one. Yeah, that's because, huge. <laughs> because, well, and it's like, oh, well, yeah, yeah I'm, this is this is half mine. I'm marketing and content, you know, but I, I know the power behind what we're doing. So, which it, I don't think to this point, here's a great example, you guys. I went to Oregon, um, a road trip with my parents in July. They, My mom's uncle passed away and we had to bring a, third, a second car down or whatever. So I was like, you know, they're like, 69 72 i'm like i'll go up with you guys and bring the car back <clears throat> and so we're in the car in this whole this whole thing of oh we got to do more video like that's my goal <clears throat> is to get in front of the camera more and just really step outside of my comfort zone a little bit and so i was kind of going to film stuff with my parents and i had emailed my my list and said oh yeah you guys can see the journey with the wp parents right and so i'm telling my parents a story and my dad's all What's WP? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all, Dad, almost 10 years. You don't know what WordPress <laughs> right? I mean, what? my dad's a retired cop, right? And my parents are awesome. But I was like, damn it. <laughs> so that sort of sums up like my personal life, what people think I do. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you'd boil it down to content marketing and uh, and a SaaS owner. So go on, tell us all. of. Well, actually, I should say, I've got a few questions from people who you know, one of which is Dave, oh. Dave Toomey. Um, and he, he, he just wants you to, to tell us all about lead surveys. So tell us all about your SaaS product lead lead surveys and it's launching soon it's going to be uh, it's going to be huge tell us about it i i really think it's going to be it was this was one of those um just 
I don't know how esoteric you guys want me to get, but I, I, I'm a pretty spiritual person and I believe in, you know, everything happens for a reason. I think I would have been, um, in a depressed hole if I didn't, <laughs> but, uh, it, this was, I connected with, uh, my partner, Gordon Orlick a, a year ago. And again, this is the power of, of connections and podcasting Gordon. They've developed over hundred WordPress plugins and they've done a lot of white label, um, of, of products and stuff for other people. And so he reached out to me because their plugins were on Code Canyon. And he said, hey, you know, I got to move them off Code Canyon. Would you be interested in helping support, share, whatever? And I'm sure. So we have a Skype conversation that turned into like two hours. And he's hysterical. He's smart, all that good stuff. And so I interview him. You know, we're kind of connecting. And he's like, hey, do you have any ideas for a plugin? And originally, what we were going to work on was I wanted a plugin. And it turns out there is something coming. Um, and it's the guys who did, I'm in a totally blank, so I'll have to send you the link. Oh, don't worry. Um, but they've, they've done a, it's like a, a good looking WooCommerce checkout page that looks more like a, a thrive cart or, you know, um, Oh, is it WooCurve? Thank you. Thank you. He's oh. going to shoot. Me. I've, I've totally had a conversation with him. He's awesome. We're going to do a webinar. I feel like, but so they're doing a new page, right? But that's originally what I wanted. I'm like, not everybody wants to do a full e-commerce solution on their site, but you should be able to sell something on your site, like one product, and have it be a good-looking checkout page, kind of like a ClickFunnels checkout page, where if I wanted to do, you know, an upseller, but but where you're actually able to test, oh, this headline converted, or oh, I changed the price, or I changed this, just just to be able to get into that versus like a WooCommerce. So that's kind of what we had been working on. When I say we, he's coding, I'm thinking, I'm doing positioning and messaging and stuff. Mm -hmm. And 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 so I could not get excited about it, though. And God bless the, the plugin developers, truly, because when I see people whining about an annual renewal license of like 100 bucks, I'm like, what is the matter with you? Like, I had a retail scrapbook store way back, like in 1998. I'm like, we had like $3,000 of rent before we even opened the doors every single month. Like, you cannot... Anyways, that's a whole other thing. So <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around like the the plugin space and the mentality of people who do and don't want to pay for that. And not to mention, I think that there's some challenges because I actually tried a plugin years ago. I had developers doing it, and a friend and I were kind of doing it. It was called Webinar Engine, where you could do webinar landing pages, but you could get people registered on your email list, as well as doing a PayPal, all with one click, right? The goal is not to make the customer click 52 times or opt in twice, but it's hell. It's hell to do the support because there's so many instances and scenarios where that plugin needs to work, right? So I was on um, another marketer. Do you guys remember Stu McLaren? He used to be part owner of Wishlist. I'm afraid I don't, but David no. okay. neither. Mm. No. So okay, well he was one of the original founders of the Wishlist membership plugin. Really, really neat guy. And he's now he he had sold that off for his part or whatever. But he I had gone to his site because he does a lot. He does a lot of charitable stuff. He's just a really neat guy. Now he does all on how to set up continuity programs. He kind of does the coaching and the the you know, teaching piece of that. Anyways, I'd gone to the site and I opted in for something and it was this, you know, a pop-up opened up and it was like this three-step modal window. And it was like, hey, before I give you the thing, um, ignore my verbiage, but <laughs> before I give you this, you know, tell us about yourself. Are you a podcaster, author, marketer, blah, blah, blah. Next, next step, how many people are on your list? Next step, what social platforms are you using? And then the fourth step, you got your, put your name and email in. And I instantly was like, oh my God, he is getting so much data 
yeah. about me. Yeah. He knows exactly who I am. And it, it, I was just blown away. So then literally this was just November, you guys. And I said to Gordon, we're kind of, we would meet on Skype and I'm all, so what are your thoughts on a SaaS product? Because I tried to hack that thing 52 ways sideways. And again, like I, my developer's like, yeah, I can do that for you. But then I was like, well, is there a way? And I said, can we do a plugin? He's like, yeah, but because again, then you end up with, okay, you got to do all these third party integrations because you have mm. to have email, mm. right? And then, so there's all this stuff. And I was like, maybe I could use Thrive Leads with a gravity form or do it. It was just, I was like, this is not going to work. And and so I asked Gordon and I was floored. The, it's leadsurveys.io. The, the name was available. And I was like, I know this is where marketing is going it's so it's not so much about oh you know having this monstrous list but what if you knew who you were talking to yeah from day one and then all of your lead gen stuff on your site was customized based on their previous response or their previous action and again you guys this you know version zero he keeps telling me kim that's not version zero but there's so <laughs> much like display logic that you can do there's so much you know retargeting that can happen and so I, I mean i think even with e-commerce like the power of saying you know are you a man are you a woman are you here for boots or sandals or whatever and the next time you go back it's like hey kim last time you're here you bought a pair of boots what about this and it's so that's ultimately where we want to go with this and but it was just i i'm super excited and mm. it's um understanding how this works because i've learned a ton god bless him he's so patient because he's like well Understanding even the cost of a call to the server, right? And 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 he's connected enough and knows uh, Syed Balki, and so we went with Pagely because they're hosting Optin Monster, and like he just has done all of that, thank God. And it's it's taken longer than we wanted, obviously. It always does. It always does, yeah. It always does, but it's been fascinating because I, with all of this studying of of marketing and what works and what doesn't, and looking at and people are probably really tired of me saying this, but I got to bring it up. <laughs> so I I recently went back and became a ClickFunnels customer because I read Russell Brunson's recent book, Expert Secrets. And the crazy thing, you guys, I felt like this was the missing piece of the puzzle. And I think everybody could benefit from this, this book because it's not, there's nothing technical in it, but it's about finding out why people do what they do when they're buying and marketing. And, you know, and one of the examples he gives was, um, you know, nobody wants an improvement offer. They want the new opportunity because if, if you're selling an improvement offer, it's like, well, you made mistakes here, here, and here, here. So here's how now you can do it better. The mm. improvement offers, well, it's not your fault. Right. So that's one piece of that. But my point in bringing him up is you look at what they've created in three years versus lead pages who owned the marketplace. Mm. Right. And, but they never created what Russell Brunson calls the culture, and but they never created that. People identify as funnel hackers. They identify as users of this product. So I thought, how, how do we do that? How do we create something that we're not just a tool that people use? And he is a prolific content creator. The only reason I went back as a customer, because he used to kind of drive me crazy, truthfully. Mm, mm. I was like, he speaks 12 times faster than I do. And I feel like I'm always getting pushed upsells and downsells and da, 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 all this stuff. And then I started watching, I mean, he's got a podcast, he's got funnel hacker TV. And so to see the behind the scenes of this guy who almost went bankrupt twice, took 10 years to get to click funnels. He's a good dad. He's a good husband and he cares about his employees and, and just sharing the journey, right? That's my favorite piece of content. Like you don't need to start. I mean, and probably at this point, 
I, I could do more SEO. I won't be all good, right? But but it's like I built a brand. So initially, though, you don't know what's going to work. So if you simply share and document what you're doing, you're you start connecting, but you have to be willing to do it before anyone's listening, before mm -hmm. anyone's reading. And so I've been watching what they do. And obviously, I'm not him. We're not click funnels, but it's it's fascinating to me to look at the companies who people are look at Beaver Builder. They're a perfect example, right? Who doesn't love those three? Those guys are just great people. And they've they've really supported the community and the culture around Beaver Builder. And so you look at that, say versus and you know, I've used Thrive Leads, or you look at Elementor, I'm clearly a page builder fan. Mm. But you look at those tools. And those are simply tools, people feel part of the Beaver Builder community. So there's that that thing and how do you figure out and so i'm just like i get goosebumps talking about it i get really excited and so that's my intention for lead surveys and i've just accepted the fact that it's just going to be a process right yeah it's going to be a process and i i don't ever want to give up the wordpress chick i'm super excited about this um and just like i believe in my gut like this this could this is a game changer this could be retirement cam <laughs> like Ooh, you know but yeah <laughs> Is that my like calling the shot? Like I'm going to hit it over the, the fence? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope so. I hope you do. I mean, what have you got? You've got a month until it's launched. Is that right? October? Yeah, a month until, yeah, we want to take it public. And we're doing sort of like founders things. And you guys, I, I, I don't know, um, Nathan, if you saw this, but um, I had done a, a webinar. I was like, I'm, let's do a pre-sale. I've watched just even watching the SaaS space and where people do like free betas for a year, I'm like, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. <laughs> There's no need. To, I don't believe in that. Obviously, you need to test and tweak and stuff. But I have, like I said, been studying this stuff. So I thought if we did a pre-sale, well, so I do this webinar and I'm like, I'm going to do it on BeLive because I'm getting a lot of engagement live streaming. Well, BeLive didn't load. It was such a cluster. Like it totally <laughs> threw me off. And I'm like, and I've got people like, where's the link? Or this isn't working. Or it says it's ended. And it was like, it, it just totally threw me off my game. And I also, I think I went too technical. And so like that afternoon after it's all set, we sold a few founders um, accounts, but it was like, okay, I went and cried and, and took a nap. And I was like, you need, you need to look at this tomorrow. Leave it alone. And so I did. I spent two hours going through the webinar with a friend. And then in this whole obsession with with expert secrets and click funnels, I really connected. I'm like, we're not solving a segmentation problem. Nobody that doesn't solve that in, in the customer's head. They're like, eh, OK, but if we tell you that we're going to show you how you can figure out who you're talking to. Right. It's about knowing who you're actually talking to and what they want. So I spent a month reworking that webinar. You guys going through messaging, spending hours rewriting copy and headlines. And and we're working with Braintree for the merchant account. So they're mm -hmm. like, well, you weren't approved for more than a 30 day ahead sale. <laughs> so I was like, OK, so we're waiting to a little bit closer to put it back out there. Um, but but it's finding out and it's the couple of live streams where I've talked about it. People are asking questions and they're super excited about it. And so for us, it's about saying you guys are founders. This is new. We're here to hold your hand. But at some point, like we obviously have to make money because there's no way that me and a couple people on this side and Gordon and his team can support the growth of this, right? Because mm. support's going to be key. Onboarding is going to be key. And so I look at it from my experience as a customer with some of these products and I'm like, oh, well, just, just be super honest about everything along the way. And, you know, so here we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's very exciting. Very exciting. I must admit, I listened 
There was a there was an episode of your you know the WP Chip podcast, the one where you talked about the founding and the, the sort of heartaches and all of the stuff that led up to um, the, the the founders, if you like. And it was in that one that you you put out the call for founders, and it was really compelling because you you know you you laid it on the line and talked about what you'd been through and what was going on, and it, it yeah it, it kind of sucked me in. So I really really hope that it turns out well. Um, and and come October, I hope that you literally don't get any sleep. (laughs) Well, you know what I've learned too, you guys, is is how many times that, and and I think people, anybody that's putting something out there for sale or an offer, whether it's your services, a plugin, an app, an info course, what happens is instead of looking at it, I did this for so long, instead of looking at it, well, Okay, well, that worked, but what didn't? And then you go back at it again, and you go back at it again, and you go back at it again. And where I would do more of a, well, that didn't work. Nobody wanted it. And it's like, okay, well, you emailed your list once, and you shared it socially three times. Like, really? Like, what do you think is going to come from that? And so it's been this this total like step back and saying it's wash, rinse, and repeat over and over and over. And to use ClickFunnels again, he, you know, they he ran a live webinar once a week for a year mm. until the message down. And so it's it, you know what's funny is I was listening to um a podcast with Shane Mila of Thrive Themes mm. and he said, you know, it's really easy to make it in this business because all you need to do is be willing to do the stuff that other people won't. Most people mm. aren't willing to like the daily email, right? Like I've missed days here and there, but I have been doing that for a year now. It has completely shifted the way I write. And I'm, I can produce written content much faster. But it's like, are, like it took me a good month before anybody ever responded. I was just getting unsubscribes. So most people are not willing to stick with something. And you guys seen that Shia LaBeouf video, just do it. You know, where he's like <laughs> screaming. And I used to hate that message, but now I get it. So many people spend all this time on the peripherals with the logos and the colors and the planning, but they never hit publish. They never put it in front of people and you have to do it over and over and over again. So mastery has become like this this exciting thing for me. And I'm, I'm like, wow, you've actually grown up. Look at you. <laughs> we had a question from Dave Foy, yeah. um, uh, who you may know. I don't know. Dave Foy. I know the name. Yeah. We haven't, I don't know if he's, we've he's in, he's, um, he, he uses <clears throat> Elementor. And um, anyway, we're, we're we're all good friends, and um, he he was going to ask about exactly that sort of thing. You know, the fact that you mail your list every day. How draining is that? How effective is that? How how many unsubscribes did you get with people sort of saying, you know, every day? Really, I, I, I'm staggered that you managed to put that thing out every day. I read. I mean, I don't I don't read all of them, but I've read some, and I thought, but I mean, heck, you know, that's long. You've written a lot in that day. <laughs> Well, and then I publish a lot of those as posts, you guys, mm, too. Mm. And, um, well, you know, it's the the bigger key in doing that. So the unsubscribes, I mean, I get unsubscribes every single time, mm. but they're not a lot, five or six maybe. Um, and it's a matter of then, you know, balancing that with what am I doing to drive lead gen. Mm. And at first it was kind of hard, but I'll, I'll tell you, again, this is that mastery piece. Like it was Ben Settle who may turn a lot of people off, but I was on his list for a year watching what he did. And I was like, this is kind of phenomenal to me. And and so like I always tell people like before you buy a course, just pay attention. Like don't get offended by how people are doing stuff. It may not resonate with you, but watch what they're doing. You can learn so much. And so like I have this, I'm going to work, I'm doing like a mini course 
called everything is content because I I swear I feel like I could take anything in my life and turn it into content. You know, mm-hmm. it it doesn't matter what it is. But and then it's it's learning then to shift because the storytelling works. And and you know what blows me away, you guys, is how many times people respond. It's it's kind of those raw vulnerable emails where I'm like, this really sucked. Or I don't know if you read the one where I fell down my stairs. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> clearly I live to tell the tale right and it's funny because a good friend of mine was like I could totally hear your voice because I knew as soon as I started to go I was like this is not gonna end well and because like a ding dong I'm walking down the stairs I was gonna go take the dogs for a walk but I'm like getting my phone situated for what podcast I'm going to listen to. And I just, and it was kind of high, you guys, like seven steps up. And I'm like, oh, geez, right? Totally bailed. My son comes running. He's like, are you okay? I was more pissed that I broke my sunglasses. And, (laughs) (laughs) right? And I was like, you got to walk the dogs. I did something to my ankle. So, but the next, I'm like, this is perfect email. Because how many times do we not look at where we're going in our business, right? So then I took this story of, this could have been avoided, you know, or maybe not mm. so horrible. And so I just shared, and do you know many people were like, are you okay? Are you okay? I got all these emails back, which I was like, oh, they love me. And, but it was more like just taking those life experiences. And it's kind of that, I feel like we're sort of, I don't know, voyeuristic by nature, right? Like you want to sort of peek behind the curtains and see what's going on. And so I literally just share, and I kind of feel um, like I'm missing something now when I don't, do the email like I haven't done it today but but I've got a podcast episode or a post I always email that and you guys I didn't for the longest time I'm not I didn't send emails it was like this once or twice a month maybe boring newsletter here's a post here's a post here's a post and whatever and but there was no um there wasn't a lot of me in it Mm. and it was like the podcast was launched because I needed to have more fun I had zero expectations and it came from a crazy Skype conversation with a friend I was like that's it if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. Right. And which I actually posted that conversation to, I literally copy and paste and I'm like, well, this is content. Um, but it was like, I started having a lot more fun and people were resonating with just what I was sharing. I wonder, so, I was just, just no, I was just going to say, I wonder if that's that you're unique in that way. I think, I think honestly, if I tried to write something fun, it would just be a dirge. Nobody would want to read it, <laughs> but you've got, I mean, we can hear it, you know, you've got this sort of, um, ability to turn something that's uh, ordinary into something of, of interest, you know, falling down the stairs. It just wouldn't have occurred to me to, to turn that into content. I would have just thought, what an idiot, I've fallen down the stairs. I'm never going to mention that to anybody ever. Um, because no, I just, <laughs> I, I, had to, I, was, I was really unhappy that day, let me tell you. <laughs> but the next day I was just like, I cannot believe I fell down the stairs. Had I broken something, I probably wouldn't have thought it was so funny, you know, but you know, it's, it's interesting. So, you know, we were talking about sort of the new opportunity versus the old. So something else I've done, if I can, I'm going to totally see if I can plug this, but a Facebook group, it's called content creators. Uh... It is the most fun group. Like we have fun in there and, and the intention in launching that, because I only want to have one thing for sale off the WordPress check. I'll probably have a course here or there, but as I wanted to launch a continuity program around content creation, but you know, I thought, so it's in watching and engaging. So I I've launched that group and I'm like, okay, well, how do I get people into it? The new opportunity with content to me is that everything is content. It's like so many people, I hate keyword research, you guys. (laughs) I don't want like my my goal 
is to be making enough money that I'm like, you go do the analytics, you go do the keyword research, you know, you do the accounting, like, let me just go make stuff. And because it's not my strong suit, mm. but, and you don't know, it's really sort of like a um, spaghetti on the wall initially. It's like, you got to see what sticks and what hits with people, you know, if, if you're not producing content, but it's, but everything is content to me. And, and like, so I'm, I'm working on this other course, right? And I was like, well, let's post in the group. Let me show them how I'm planning this. And I'm like, so I, I did one of those, hey, you guys, this is what I'm doing. Would this be helpful? Give me a heck yeah, which I was like, you're such a dork. And like 40 responses. <laughs> so then I shot like an 18-minute video showing just how I use Google Docs to do an outline. And then I took the outline and I, I made – because we shot the videos for this course, 25 videos, you guys. But mm. it was like I had to plan it all out. But the thing is, it's because it's all this stuff that I've been living and practicing every single day is why it's become easy. Where before, like John Prez and I had done this sell with WordPress course where we were talking about, um, you know, using different platforms and creating a marketing funnel. But it was like, we drug that out for so long. We sold a few, but it wasn't by the time it launched, we were like, oh, my gosh, this is not fun. And and so instead of thinking, what do what do what do I think people will buy? I had surveyed my list like a year ago and they were like, I was going to do a podcast course. Nobody wanted one. <laughs> I was like, thank God I asked. And it was like on how to grow an audience and how to, how to connect with people and do all of those things. And I thought, okay, like I need, I wanted to do that. And then it's going to be a bonus for founders for, um, for lead surveys. It all kind of ties together. So I sort of try to repurpose and implement, but my point is that I'm just sharing what I'm making yeah. as I go. I think you're you are quite unique, actually. You know, the content of your head is 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 interesting, <laughs> whereas the content of my head is of is of no use to me, let alone you know the audience. So, uh, but I amazing. think everyone thinks that Nathan. I I don't I I I would beg to differ. Honestly, I think that we go into that. I totally I struggled so long with imposter syndrome, and do people really want to read? like my thoughts and they do. Right. And it's, it's more of a connection and it's, it's finding that, you know, there's a difference between personal and private, right? Like I don't share private stuff. Like even I'll share little things about my kids, but I'm like, you know, they're 20 and 16. They've got a right to their lives. It's not my place to share like the depths of their pain. I'll, if I share mine, that's one thing, but it's like I baby stepped into it. It'd be like, oh, okay, let's put a little bit more came out here. Let's put a little bit. And then I've done some really raw things about pain and failure and you know what I've been through and it's there don't get me wrong it's been a hellacious journey I, I wouldn't trade it but there's been a lot of pain along the way and so it's I, I just got really fed up with feeling like where what's my thing how do I fit in here or, I'm not a developer um, I'm not this and like how do so the only way I could do it the only differentiating factor we have is ourselves mm. essentially Right. And so I, I think a lot of people think, well, I wouldn't or I don't like to write or whatever. And and so it was practice. It was total practice. And mm. I, I there might be something innate and I'm not trying to negate that. But um, I, I don't know. It was just a commitment and fed up with the other way because it wasn't working. Yeah. I'm going to hand over to David, who I think has got a few questions lined up, if that's all right with you, Kim. David, you're on. <laughs> I have no questions anymore. I'm fascinated by it. Do you know what the interesting thing is? I think it's uh, the way you come at it. We were talking, me and Nathan, before this about overexposure. In a way, you, you know, that you could be open to that. But in, I think it's something to do with the fact that you came in as a kind of fan of everything. 
that you're mm-hmm. interested in. And I think that's for me, you know, uh, what why we can't get enough of Kim, <laughs> which is not true of everybody. <laughs> um, but I, I'm just wondering, do you, do you get other? Is there a downside to being out there so much? I mean, you get associated with with people, things change in the in the space, and that does it ever become awkward being so public? Well, you know, it's funny though, you guys. It's like it doesn't feel so public to me, uh-huh. right? Because again, I, I mean, I, I guess maybe unless I was going to go, you know, out to word camps or I mean I haven't been to a conference in a while and you know so it's like I don't know it doesn't it doesn't feel that way to me at all it doesn't and I'm so much about just sharing good stuff I don't care if you're you know you have an email list of a million and you're all over the place or you're new but you're a cool person like it, it's six of one to me so it doesn't I don't know it doesn't feel like it it's it's when people say that to me I'm like come on you know it's just me i don't know yeah no i can understand that you mentioned the imposter syndrome and i've i've seen you talk about this before is there anything now that would bring that on um i i think if you know it's funny i was i was talking yesterday to uh uh i hope i said his name right um great guy and so um he's like he he's got this wp fomo plugin coming out yes and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll share it, whatever. And he's like, you're not doing a lot of WordPress videos anymore, are you? And I said, it's just like I'm having so much fun with everything else. It's like to do that feels like it would take away from my focus. And so I'm like, you're more than welcome to guest post. So that's where the imposter syndrome comes, right? And that's where I was saying like I struggle with, well, here I've got this brand that is owning WordPress. So either you get these resources up, Kim. Like, like I could shoot myself for not having done the how to set up and install WordPress years ago like pat flynn makes what like 60 grand a month off of bluehost or something and but at the time i was like well he's already done that like it was a way to play it safe and play small and now it's like mm, i i can't do it anymore it's like it's such a betrayal of self to not step into you've built this you're committed to it so how can you deliver value to the people that are coming looking for more wordpress stuff you're you're talking about content marketing so how do you mix that up like how can you make sure that those people don't feel like when was the last wordpress post you wrote do you know what i'm saying so that's yes. where the the imposter syndrome sits for, with me right now um but i know that my intention is good so i can't feed it too much yes no, and I, there's a friend of mine who does blogging and he started i guess in a way it's a similar journey to you but he's gone in a different direction but he started making client websites and he blogged about that and then he moved into different things he got into more marketing he did amazon books and then videos courses and all of that stuff but he, he had the problem that the fact that his brand you know moving over the time keeping the original people with him and picking up new people and google understanding is what what his site was all about do you do you have that difficulty with the your brand has changed, I guess, over over the years? Yeah. And, you know, and I do. And it's funny, like if you guys you want to you can look at this up. Someone told me like I rank number one in organic search for WordPress website packages. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Just, it's age, right? There's not. And I was like, well, what do you do with that? Right. It's like somebody yeah. was like, well, I'll pay for a link on the page or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but is that being true to my audience? So I, I don't. 
what would be more helpful, right, is if I said, I don't do this anymore. I have a ton of friends in this space who do this. So reach out if you're looking for a site build. I'm happy to refer you to somebody. That would be more in alignment with being fair to my audience as opposed to showing up and like redirecting them to some random page or something. Um, so I do. and I, But I do think that there's enough that I can pull in from friends that are doing stuff, you know, like I just need to stop and take the time to do it and plan it out a little bit. But I, I think if it, if I was super honest and just like put a video on the homepage, Hey guys, so you're here. This is what I do. You're going to find everything you need for WordPress. I talk about hosting. Here's podcasting. Here's site builders. Here's page builder, whatever, you know, here's, here are people that can help you if you're looking for this or this or this. Um, but I do think that, I, I, it would be helpful if I were to do even a post a month with a video talking about, look, these are the basics, or this is how you can market with your site, or this is the priority of content, that kind of stuff, which is why I just changed my um, podcast intro. It's me. And I was talking about the fact that, you know, your website might be the base, but it's just a tool. WordPress is just a tool. And which feels mean to say, I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, but, but it is at the end of the day there, it's what you do with it that counts. <laughs> I hope I answered yeah. your question, David. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think you did. Um, you know, I think the thing that's interesting because I, you know, we were saying we're roughly all in the same age and I love your enthusiasm, but I saw at the end of your about page, there's a, there's a lake house in my future. I can see it already. So I'm just wondering about what are Kim's aspirations for the future? I can't imagine you retiring ever. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't think I ever would either, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's, um, so right now it I I don't think I've ever felt this focused to be honest with you and it's it's you know a lot of times the clarity comes through getting rid of stuff and it's it's been a journey to clarity because I like I said I mean I tried you know the podcasting and it was like you know those were $7000 packages done for you podcasting and it was totally systematized and stuff at the same time you know I had $5000 in overhead wow a month with a project manager and this is when I had the outsourcing company and stuff and it was like Okay, well, if you have overhead like that, and then of course people would hire us to manage the podcast continually, right? But it's like, where where was I in that? It just I felt like sort of a cog in the machine. So my mm -hmm. future um, is is to continue growing WordPress chick. I want to do the the content creators continuity through that, and even that was like, how do you do this fun so it's not a hair like we're going to put fundamentals in there. Like here's your content strategy and here's the SEO piece and here's the keyword research and here's the formatting and all that. And then it's more like every month doing something new and breaking down someone's content, doing video, like doing something new because it changes so much, right? That's where I get a little bit like eh, with courses, like I don't want to have to redo it 52 times because things yeah. change so quickly. Um, so th there's only two things that my, that I'm focusing on moving forward. And it's just, you know, getting re, well, I went into this year, first of all, with recurring revenue, period. I'm like, you've got to stop this project stuff because I had it with the outsourcing, but I knew I was getting rid of that. So it's like, okay, so recurring revenue, but it's really to build up and help people find their voice through content, right? So that's what content creators is about. And then lead surveys to just, I'm in it for the long haul with both of those, you know, and then definitely a lake house at some point, you know, <laughs> like I, was saying, I mean, my, my, my son graduates in two years. And so it's like, where do I want to be? I mean, I always probably want like this. I'm planning multiple properties. 
but I want to stay in Northern California. I'm super close to my family. My parents are about two hours northeast of me. So, and it's kind of like being in Lake Tahoe where they live. They're really mm. close. And so it's beautiful. And, um, but yeah, I want to travel and I, I just, I want more experiences. Truthfully, I'm not, I mean, I like things too, but it, they certainly don't drive me. You know, I'd rather get a massage than go buy a purse. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that idea of, um, you know, if you're going to spend your money on anything, spend it on experiences rather than things. And that, that's really held with me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think too, it's like feeling like I feel really um, solid with the stuff I'm doing because I've been working at it. And so, the income that I've always wanted, it's more of a byproduct now. And it sounds, when you've got bills to pay and stuff, it feels like, come on, that's BS, Kim, right? Like, oh yeah, like the money doesn't matter. It does. But like nothing I do feels like work anymore. Nothing, I, it, and it's it's been such a gift. And I've loved, you know, the whole being able to be home and stuff. But now it's like, oh my God, this is totally fun. This is just, this is just really fun. And so, um, you know, and looking at the reality of regardless of what you're making, what kind of quality of life do you want? And so that's right. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll be in Costa Rica. I, I don't know. You know, it's like I want some opportunities. Um, but yeah, I don't think I'll ever retire. That's not I, I, I can't see it, to be honest with you. No, <laughs> no, I can't. I can. I can't see it either. <laughs> you are a force of nature, Kim Doyle. <laughs> Um, you're a force to be reckoned with. David, we're on 52 minutes. Oh, we got um, around, sorry, we? guys. No, it's been awesome. I genuinely have a whole list of other things I could ask you. But I'm going to say, I think I think if we sort of round it off there. But what, what I think we should do is say, Kim, until next time, because we're going to have you back on, I hope. Because I think you've got more to say. <laughs> Well, thank you. It's it's been an honor and a pleasure, guys. I really oh, appreciate it. It really has. I would genuinely love to keep this going. Um, unfortunately, my real life away from this microphone is about to come literally charging in through the door. So <laughs> if um, if we don't end it soon, you're about to hear my children come back from swimming and complain at me because they've got ears full of I don't know soapy water or something like that. So yeah, we'll uh, yeah. we'll we'll knock it on the head. But. Um, yeah, that was an absolute pleasure. I love listening to you. I've loved listening to you for several years, and I hope that I continue loving listening to you long into the future. Any final words, Dave? No, just thank you. Yeah. I just want, I've, been, I've really been wanting to say Jim Doyle from WP Chicken <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Jim Doyle from WP Chicken. <laughs> That's right. We had that conversation. I know. <laughs> and it, you know what's so funny is, so I'll, I'll use Trent. I, I transcribe. I don't put the transcripts up most of the time, but it's like I'll go in to pull content and it's, that's how it's transcribed is Jim Doyle from the word. And, and I was like, I, I just kind of ignored it until you called it out. I'm like, that's friggin' That's really funny. That's really funny. <laughs> right. And on that note, in our customary way, we're going to fade in some really awful music for you to listen to. Um, and, uh, and say sayonara. I hope we catch you next time on the WP builds podcast. Dave, I've just noticed I wave as well. Whenever I say those <laughs> words, I wave. That's like all my weird. left hand is off, it's waving. That's so weird. I'm waving too. Yeah, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> goodbye from me, Nathan Wrigley. Good night. Uh, goodbye from me, David Walsley. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> I'll see you later.